Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. This is the Bill Squire Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Bill Squire Show. I am your host, Bill Squire. And uh, a couple quick things before we get started. I'm having Adam Lorbach on from Homegrown, uh, one of my favorite bands of all time. Listen to them all through like high school and uh, my early 20s and just love this band. And being able to talk with him is is very exciting. And uh, also merch. I got merch now. So if you go to linktree.com slash Squire or you go to any of my social media profiles, there's uh, the Bill Squire store. And uh, you may have seen some of the stuff I posted on social media. If you guys want to get some of that stuff, there's a whoopsie shirt that says, uh, there is no joy without destruction. I have some Bill Squire stuff. I have some of my old t-shirts I'm going to be putting up there from, from when I used to do them for the Alan Cox Show comedy tour. So if you guys want to check those out, I'd appreciate it. Uh, it's t-shirts and there's a coffee mug and there's, there's a bunch of different stuff. So, Whatever you get from there, it helps support me in this doing this podcast. And that's that. And right now, uh, let's talk with Adam Lorbach from Homegrown. Hey, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, I'm here with Adam Lorbach from uh, Homegrown and New Year's Day. And now he's got a new project that he's working on uh, called Radical Radical, which is a kind of therapeutic punk rock journey into just uh, to kind of fulfill your creative needs uh and and kind of uh explore that who you were and what you weren't and and, and the way you've talked about it on your your Instagram and, and kind of the teaser post is very uh it's deep it's it's not just some right. like light uh like ah, I felt like doing some songs like this is something that kind of has been uh, awoken in you yeah it's awoken I think that's a good way of saying it man it was uh yeah, it really just started as poetry. I think like I kind of said on my on one of my posts, it was normally I would write the music and the melody. I, I'm I'm such a fan of hooks and, you know, that kind of catchy sound, no matter what it, look, it sounds like, you know, it doesn't always have to be pop punk, but it's, I love a good hook. I love a good lead line, those type of things. But for this, I just, man, I just had a lot to say and I had a lot to process. And um, it honestly wasn't lyrics. It just somehow found its way there in the midst of all the the mess i guess you could say yeah <laughs> and the ther- the therapy needed an out and it and for whatever reason it was just whatever those roots of the whole pop punk punk rock sound it just somehow it stuck and it made sense and it was easy and it's just like man this is i like this approach is this something that came from the pandemic uh from being able you know kind of being more uh stuck at home and things like that or is it were there other things that contributed to this uh this creative process you know it actually it started well before it started when i was 
I'm I'm turning 46, man. It's crazy. Time flies. But I'm turning 46 in uh, in March. My birthday's March 7th. This started this sort of diving in more like introspective, you know, self-examination type journey, which led to some dark places starting when I was about 41. I don't know what it is. I've, I've talked to some other people too. When you get to this sort of middle-aged spot in life, you, you start looking back on your life and then looking at where you're presently in your life and where you're headed. And if there's a lot to be learned, right. It's good. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't change any of it. Like, I mean, the kind of the, the, the darker spaces that I went to. Yeah, it, it was, it was pretty miserable, but you know, what came out of it and the lessons I learned, I guess, and like being able to sort of own my own story rather than just sort of, you know, sort of letting my story run on autopilot and doing things. I don't even know why I do them, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, you know, things that are just not totally the way they should kind of just off track. Now I was able to like identify it, even go back to my childhood and go, Oh, that's why I do that. That's Oh man, I'm getting wrecked here. I didn't even know I was doing this stuff for these reasons. You know, I mean, you just your mind gets yeah, blown. Yeah, I, I know, so. I know exactly what you're talking about because that's kind of, I mean, just doing like the podcast. I do stand up comedy. I do the radio show. Uh, so like, I'm always talking about these different experiences. And then when you say it out loud, or you you have to think about it, and someone can give you that. Sometimes it's someone. Sometimes it's yourself. But you go, why? Why am I this way? Why is this thing scary to me, but this thing's not? Why am I so open about this aspect of my life, but so closed off about this, uh, you know, this aspect? And and you you start to get introspective and you start to learn about yourself. And like you said, it can get you into a dark place. But yeah, going through that dark place rather than just staying there is very therapeutic and it can and bring so much light to your life once you get past it. Yeah. Oh, man. Well said. Uh, yeah. And. And that's the beauty, right? Is once you've learned something, once you've grown through something, you know, especially the hard stuff, because no one wants to hear about how all the rainbows and butterflies, like, what's your life like? Oh, it's great. I'm successful. Everything's great. And, you know, making tons of money. My family's good. Right. It's like, well, cool. What do you have to share? You know, it's like Mm -hmm. those darker spaces, unfortunately, once you're able to actually sort of go through them, you can hopefully help someone else go through it and everyone's yeah. journey is, is unique right but there's still so much wisdom that you can find that you can share that resonates and i mean that's yeah. just and then being willing to to share it and, and finding different ways to share it, like you doing this new uh, radical radical project is you know it it connects to your root creative roots doing pop punk music which you did for the early part of your teens into your you know 30s almost so, yeah so having that kind of come back around and, and and kind of bubble up inside you and become the outlet for it is is pretty cool and pretty exciting for a fan like me who you know i i was a huge fan of homegrown still a huge fan of homegrown but oh right on uh, man right on yeah. like I, I i went and saw you half a dozen times or so and and you know it was it was always something about your guys's music and, and especially the songs that you wrote were always uh I feel like multi-level where there was some silliness in them, but there was also some deeper meanings. And then some of them were just uh, straight, like, you know, you're not alone or suffer. Like those are things where like they, they're rocking and I love them. But also like when I would sit back and like, listen to the lyrics, I'm like, man, this guy's got a little bit more depth than uh, other people in the scene. It seems like. Mm. Wow. Thanks, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. 
it's crazy that even going back and listening to some of my old catalog stuff with a new perspective, right? Yeah. I I can actually go back and go, oh man, I was I wrote this. I thought I was writing it because I th- I was feeling this way, right? Mm-hmm. Which is true. Which is true at the moment. But there's like, oh, but I was I was feeling that way because of this and this and this about myself I didn't even know and it's just like uh you know your mind gets blown so yeah well I think and a lot of the themes uh I feel like in your songs are about dealing with that that transition from childhood to adulthood and so like you felt this whole responsibility to like have a certain amount of you know accomplishments when you're in your early 20s where you, you should be done with college and you should be finding your career and maybe settling like finding a wife and when you take yeah. the the musical path, you're not going to match up with the norm. So I feel like you had a kind of like an arrested development feeling, but you also seemed more emotionally mature than some other people would be at that age. And and it was mm. wrapped in, you know, music and, and rock and, and also a lot of humor, too. I feel like you guys had, you know, some tongue in cheek stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean. That was a big part of it too, right? Is like the the humor, the banter, and it, I mean, yeah, there's there's something lyrically to present for sure, right? But it's like it's a part of a giant package of who you are. Like we're just a bunch of crazy, rambunctious SoCal kids exploring music, you know, just having fun. It's it was never like a oh, we want to get successful in this, you know, and sort of yeah. building and strategizing. It was honestly just all. I, a lot of it was just like being ourselves being goofballs and getting enough attention that it actually got us somewhere yeah well and that's what resonated with we were masterful we were just we were just honestly very fortunate and you know but that's what resonated with me was the the silliness but then like also like the the passion that was in behind the silliness like you guys were funny and and enjoyable on stage and and music was starting to go into that emo phase too around then where people yeah. were taking everything so serious and it had to be so dark and to have something that was kind of lighter and, and kind of, you know, easier for me to, for me, especially to process at that time was yeah. very enjoyable and very much what I needed. But then, like I said, there was still layers to it where there was serious things being talked about relationships and growing up and just trying to figure out your life. But it was also like you did it all with a smile on your face rather than the, you know, dashboard confessional was kind of a contemporary then. And it became so like, if you, if you didn't cry on stage, then people were like, Oh, did they even perform? (laughs) (laughs) Gotta be more vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Even if it's inauthentic, be more. Right. No, no, no. But uh, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah. That was, yeah. The emo scene was pretty raw. It was. There's, you know, there's a lot of good stuff in the emo scene for sure. Oh, I know absolutely. you agree on that. There, for there, sure. It's not a not a not a you know right. And there's a lot of marketing I mean, them, but it's like anything. Like there's a lot of good stuff in the emo scene. There's a lot of great stuff in the pop punk scene, but there's a lot of trash in both too. I mean, it's like anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's there's right. Plenty of uh, good and bad in all of them. But it was also funny yeah. to see, like, to go back and watch the uh, the music video for "You're Not Alone," and uh, to see the emo kid in that and what the early emo thing was, was way more like Rivers Cuomo looking than mm. what emo ended up being. 
Uh, but it was like, yeah, it's like the the sweater and the glasses, and it was like more of this like nerdcore thing, and then it ended up getting yeah. into like the whole, you know, uh, the whole. It was basically goth. Yeah, a little goth, a little yeah, yeah just a little almost grungy sometimes yeah. too. Like, yeah, yep. Oh man, memories, man. Right. So you you were in homegrown for years and years and then you, you made that transition. Uh, what's, uh, what, what have you been doing besides music? I know you have uh, some kids and you know, you're, you're living the adult life now. And, and yep. is, that, is that part of what's kind of put you into that introspective uh, place where you're like, okay, I have kids and I have responsibilities. Is, is that kind of what uh, brought that out of you? Hmm. Uh, well, I've, I've got three boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been married, just celebrated just last week, 15 years of marriage. It's been awesome. Congratulations. That's great. Uh, yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. My wife, she's incredible. Um, she's been with me through thick and thin. We actually, we met while I was in homegrown We were together for four years and, you know, it just, it's been a wild ride. Uh, but I've been doing, I mean, I've been ever since I got out of the band, probably like a lot of band members and stuff. um, You realize if all you can do is play an instrument and life's pretty easy. And then you get married and you, you know, you have to sort of make a way you're like, wow, I have to figure out life (laughs) quickly. So I did things like, you know, I start, I got involved in drywall. I did drywall for years. I did a electrical work. I did, I was a patio furniture salesman, all kinds of crazy stuff. And then, you know, kids and I've always loved music and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, my, I have my faith. I'm a Christian. Yeah. So that's, that's always been really important to me. And, and I and got are, you, you are, is that how you're making your living right now? Are, are you, cause I, I thought I saw that you're like a preacher or. Uh... Yeah, I do all the, I do all the music at a church. I've been doing it at the, called the bridge it's for 14 years. So okay. it's like, like developing teams, um, developing like youth teams. So mm-hmm. like music is, you know, it looks a little bit different, obviously than touring days, but yeah, you know, my life still... is just completely sort of saturated in that and, and, you know, helping develop people and build them up and, that's... you know, love people. So, well, that's great. And that's, it's nice to hear yeah. the love side of it. Cause you know, we're living in a time I, I was raised in a Mormon religion and I, yeah. I kind of went the opposite way where th- that wasn't serving me. And so I've, I've definitely, you know, kind of had this tumultuous journey to try and you know, like I, I love the teachings of Jesus, but I don't really believe in the the whole, you know, theology of it. But I like that I like the principles mm. that I I have, and so I try to live those. Sure. And when you have people in this world right now where they're claiming to be this or that, and they're not, you know, expressing the love, and they're not being understanding, and they're not being caring, and you're like, well, you're, you're kind of missing the point. And that's that's the thing that drives me crazy. Yeah, is the is where it's like, all right, well, here's what Jesus taught, and then you're really closing off a lot of different things and, and really being uh, not not the best example of uh, someone that that follows Jesus. Yeah, man, I I there's there's no defense for that, right? It's just yeah, it, mess, just makes, you, mess, it makes you nuts. It makes you it nuts. makes it hard. It puts a barrier yeah. for sure. People are messy when they're figuring out things. A lot of times, people start getting into whatever faith or whatever their why is, right? People yeah. figure out their, like the, the, their why the, the deeper why of what sort of motivates things, and 
and how that plays out and how you sort of learn things and then decide how you project the way you learn and how you want to inform others and stuff. You take all the, like, yeah, I mean, I was right. I've been, in, I'd been in ministry. I've been doing stuff, helping people doing things. And yet when I was like, and I've been doing that for what, 10 years before all of a sudden I hit like a big wall yeah. myself. So I would think, Oh, I've got things pretty figured out. You know, I, I know how to do this and love and serve blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden what I'm, I'm the dark depressed guy. That's like not talking to anybody, you know, like, what was that it's wall, just, if you don't mind me asking? Um, that's deep, man. Uh, sorry, just to hear to hear someone ask so bluntly. It's good. I'm glad you did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, so I did. There's this. There's this. Uh, um, there's this tool, and it's it's it can be used for like a faith tool. It can be used for anybody, but it's this mm-hmm. thing called the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. And if you've heard of things like, um, you know, the INFJs, all these different sort of like personality type things. Yeah. Um, this is one that read my mail and it was, all, it was like almost humiliating to see like, like what, who I am, yeah. um, how, how things would have probably shaped me as a mm-hmm. child and how I responded to things and conflict for me, especially things, you know, avoidance not taking a lot of initiative, all these type of things, right? I'm reading myself in a book and I was, it was dead on. Yeah. And can I we talk was, about that avoidance part of that real quick? Because I was that's humiliated. Definitely, it was hard. That, that's, that avoidance is something that I've always struggled with where, you know, when you're confronted with something, you just pretend it's not there or you, you know, you, you really don't want to confront it and confronting something like that and, and learning that about yourself is a huge step and so that's you know i was i was the people pleaser type where i would tell people what they wanted to hear all the time even if it's yeah. not what i really felt and mm. and that was in a way me avoiding that that controversy or that uh you know confrontation yeah that's i mean that sounds a lot like me man <laughs> yeah it's uh right so like for me like peace for me, just is very important. Yeah. Right. And so I will unfortunately protect that. I, if I'm not careful and I don't pay attention to what I'm doing, I'll protect that in unhealthy ways. Right. That means just like you, I'll do almost like merge with other people. Maybe I'll have passions or dreams or ideas, but it'll come at the cost of not helping other people out in their passions and dreams. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Leftovers or... The DMV Number 97. or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We were prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And so that tension that it creates in me to not be available or to not help when I see I can help someone else, right? To actually mm-hmm. consider myself that 
gives me a lot of can give me a lot of anxiety and so i've lived a lot of my life just going i have idea oh, but that i don't want to like i don't want to stir the pot i don't want to disappoint so you know what do you want to do let's make that really great oh what do you want to do let's do that and all the time i'm just i'm a ghost yeah you know wow. yeah that's and man, so that's a great way to put it is i'm a ghost because that's like how i went through a good portion of my life in different facets too where i just was there to be you know i was servicing other people but i wasn't actually helping because i wasn't giving them the honest version of me yes yeah man <laughs> this is uh this is very it's brutal yeah. it's brutal when you figure it out huh i know you know, i love it though like, but it's, it's when you it's, figure it's, it out it's like oh gosh dang it you know so then you have to figure out how to have how you have to like because like when i get into conflict right even if it's good like i know i need to be not a jerk but i need to be assertive yeah because it's, it's it's important for the relationship not just for me, but it's important, like, right, to show yourself, to show what you value, what you care about, and not disrespectfully, but to to, to respect that you, you would assume that in a good, healthy relationship, they would want to know you, right? Right. So when you start making those first steps, it can be really awkward. I don't I don't know how to handle anger very well. I, I like, run from it, right? It's like anger is like a scary emotion. Yeah. And so when you repress that for long enough, right, it, it's time doesn't. I, I've discovered time doesn't really heal wounds for me, right? It just masks them until they decide to just explode in another way. Um, and or, so when or maybe you start get triggered by another, yeah, thing. and then yeah. something hits it, yeah, ping, yeah. Ping, 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 and then you're, and then or or you just or a couple dominoes fall, right? Maybe maybe you can live life with just one domino falling every once in a while, and you're like, okay, and you just fall back to the what's easy. Mm-hmm. But then there's those moments where four or five drop, and you're like. Oh, I'm exposed. Yeah. I'm a I'm a mess and I'm, I'm a mess and I'm going to mess you up too, you know? It's yeah. Like- <laughs> and yeah, and that's that's yeah. like one of the things that I would do in my like relationships is because I didn't know how to express what I wanted or what I was, you know, unhappy with or what I was even happy with. I, I would go too long with saying it without saying anything and then it would become this catastrophic moment where I'd either self-sabotage or I would just blow up and that anger would show up and it was never constructive and like to figure that out and do the work and learn how to be constructively uh forward with your you know your significant other or a friend or even a coworker, and just be able yeah. to tell them what you want without having to get to that point of uh like just anger or even just dread of having to talk about it is is such a nice lesson to learn yeah, good on you, man. Sounds like you've sounds like you've done a lot of self reflection and yeah, I mean, examination, it, man. It, it's not easy. It takes a lot of courage, man. It takes, it takes a, a lot. lot of courage. It takes, uh, you know, I didn't always do it in the most uh, constructive ways either. It's more yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's more of a crash course, or you 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 know you're learning from the mistakes and putting things back together and wondering yeah. how you got there, and then but also being open about it and like I'm on a, a talk radio show, and so like I've always been pretty open about things but when you're open to about things to that large of an audience sometimes people will just pick on you and you know because they're they're just jerks but there's a lot of people that they really care about you and that when you you open up about that they can relate to it or they can actually you know explain to you know they can be a nice sounding board to to help you understand why you're doing that or uh why you're you know so afraid yeah 
Oh yeah, man. That's awesome. Good for you for making those type of connections. That's honestly, that's the kind of thing I'm looking to do too. It's like mm-hmm. the same thing with like music and um, like this project and the radical radical stuff. I'm, it, it's just powerful. Like what happens in the connections, you know, and it's, uh, it's a, it's a way more fun approach. Like at least for agreed. me, yeah, it's yeah. Like, before it's like a rat race like when you like when you're doing music and like you're trying to make it right like with any profession if you're if you're looking to sort of climb the ladder in a sense what i discovered like back in the homegrown days is you get to one level right maybe you play a a show you always want to play oh cool you play venue and you think you know that was your it then you get there it's not your it and then you play with your favorite band and you get it that's not the it and then you get signed and you're like oh that's i can't believe it but then that fades too, right? So everything fades. And then all of a sudden you get in a, in a more competitive stance, even where you're watching, how am I doing compared to this band now and this? Oh, we've waited too long between records. And oh, this tour, these numbers aren't quite the same. We didn't sell out as fast. And right. And it's just like, and all this, you're, you're here from where you were, thought you'd be happy. Yeah. It, it, it never stops. So like now having like a different approach, like, you know what? My metric is helping people. Mm-hmm. My metric is making connections and helping people with their journey and doing it in a really fun way with fun music that I love. And I know people like are enjoy too. And so either one, you're just a listener, you love the music, right? Yeah. And that's, that's fine. I got no problem with that. But then the, maybe there's some are like, man, this is kind of helpful. It gives me a little bit of language maybe for what I'm going, I'm for, sort of dealing with. Mm-hmm. And that for me is like the big win. And so my metric isn't like making a bunch of money or selling a bunch of merch. Sure. It'd be great to like monetize, you know, and do some things that help me put more time into it. Right. But as long as I stay in that place, man, if it's helpful, then I'm satisfied. Yeah. I completely understand that. And that's why, especially this year with everything kind of shutting down and me losing the live performance, which is such a big thing for me going and doing stand-up comedy and having that call and response and being able to kind of treat that like a place to, to, to work out some, some of my demons and some of those ideas in a fun way, like you said, and, and connect yeah. people and kind of having to, having to reroute that. And then also kind of uh, develop some, some balance in my life that was completely missing because I was doing that. What you're talking about where you're just, you're, you're working so hard and you're pushing yourself and you're comparing yourself to others and you want to just keep going and going and then it leaves you with this emptiness. And then you, you know, this year forced me to step back and I go, okay, well, what do I really want? What can really make me happy? And so then I, you know, step back and I, I start focusing on more than just one aspect of my life. And, and it, and it really did help. And, you know, as much as I miss going out and being able to perform stand up comedy every night, I have a lot more balance. I have hobbies, that I haven't had for a while and kind of rekindled some, some of those passions that, that give you that balance that make life so much uh, more enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. You're taking care of your soul. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so with, yeah, uh, love with that. radical radical, I, first of all, I love the, just all the work that I'm sure has gone into the branding of it. And uh, like the, the design is great. Is that, is oh, that thank you too? Or is that you working with other people? Uh, at this point, aside from the, the music video, um, shout out to Frank. He's, he's incredible. I'll be doing a lot of footage on that, um, soon, but it's all, it's all me. 
it's well it's, it's good stuff it's, man and oh thanks like thanks. just the the design itself for like the logo for radical radical is like i noticed it and i was like oh that's real like clever and i i appreciate it so it's oh thanks man yeah oh that's very that's that's good to hear it's affirming you know it's like oh, okay you know because that that's it's this sounds really silly mm-hmm. but it's it's I want to make the connections, but there's a part of this story in this journey. Remember we t- when we were just talking about earlier about how you sort of do what other people want to do, or you do, you kind of influence by things. Yeah. There's something about this where at least from the start of it, I just had to take ownership of all of it and not in like a selfish way, but it, in almost like a, a revealing of myself way. Yeah. And so like artistically direction, music, like all the instruments, it's a hundred percent. Like I, you know, it's hundred percent played by me. It's all, it's all me and not, not to say it's like a me show, but it's like, it was a part almost of the healing to go. I just, I just need to do something all on my own and just present it. So so I'm glad you like all to say, I'm glad, I'm glad you like it. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, but that's really cool. And that's, but that's like part of the fun challenge and like being creative, like having that, you know, those different aspects and like to be able to spin that many plates too is pretty awesome to be able to do design and put the music together and then do the video and the editing and all that stuff that goes into it is uh it's pretty cool and it's it's impressive and uh it takes it it's cool too that we live in a time where you can do all that stuff on your own and then get it to people that will care about it because of the internet and and not have to go through a label or go through a distributor or something like that yeah you just kind of connect to them directly and uh it's it's nice to have that and uh so Going back to some homegrown days, I, yeah. I mean, I, I saw you guys one time. Me and my buddy drove to Pittsburgh in his crappy van, took back roads all the way there. So it was like, <laughs> uh, I think it was homegrown and like Zebra Head and maybe Weedus was uh, on the show. Zebra Head, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. And uh, they had a good show. They had it was show. it was a great show, and they're very energetic. We we. I walked past you and just was able to say hi to you on the street. And that was a pretty cool moment. But then on the way back, his van broke down and uh, me and his girlfriend had to ride in the van on the back of a tow truck to get it all the way back to Ohio. <laughs> and But like you'll I, never forget it. huh? I'll it never just, forget it, man. It was, it, it was so, so much fun. Yeah. I made the experience even better, man. That's rad. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, thanks uh, for all the ticket sales. Hey, you're welcome, man. Uh, and merch. I, I, I got some t-shirts that I don't fit into anymore, but I got them. Uh, nice, dude. They're, the merch is hard to find. Yeah. Hang on, hang on to it, man. A bunch of people keep asking me for like, homegrown. you got it? I'm like, man, That's long I'm, if I could find it, I would get it. You know, I would buy it. Like oh, I scour uh, eBay and stuff looking for homegrown stuff. I got it in storage, so I'll, I'll uh, hang on to it and maybe uh, post a picture on uh, Instagram and tag you in it. Yeah, dude, tag me in it. That'd be awesome. Uh, when you guys were touring, like, what was, what would you say the height of the, the homegrown era was like, where, where was, uh, I mean, I know you guys did some big tours. You did the warp tour, uh, with the drive through record yeah. and, and, you know, the music videos and stuff like that. Crouching fish, hidden finger tour. I think you guys were on. Oh yeah. 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 Is so, that yeah. the, is that the real big fish one? Yeah, that's a real big fish and gold finger. Yeah. Gold finger. Yeah. That was a great tour. Um, yeah, I mean, in those, in the season kind of sort of when we signed a drive through, yeah, because we'd been grinding out, we, we had put out a, the album before it's called Act Your Age. Mm-hmm. And that was released through Outpost recordings, which, um, right after we kind of got signed, got 
got bought out like the label there's like you know back then there's a lot of corporate mergers and things and so we kind of got lost in it lost all of our tour support lost everything is there trying to figure out which bands go which bands stay that was like a common thing you know they sort of absorb things spend a year or so looking in what do we want to do with this and then no no sort out so you're stuck in limbo so we had you know as a band sort of just said we want to do this and so we just we just grinded for years right just touring for years just doing it on our own and so when we signed a drive-thru and it was good you know it like it got us to a place where we could make a living um but it was you know it's hard yeah and when we signed when we when we signed a drive-thru you know it was like the scene all it's it's like it it re-exploded you know it was like everything just started happening um getting on great tours you know drive-thru had a lot of vision for you know good tours and keeping a lot of the sort of drive-through catalog together to make sure that there's a lot of like partnership and lifting other artists up and then of course from there once you get enough of a following you get asked to do tours like goldfinger tours right or ones because they go okay you have this much draw you're worth that so you get asked to be on these bigger tours and so probably in the late in that those later times right like the drive-through years is when things really just picked up accelerated and overseas too because that was kind of a new phenomenon for us is oh that's cool you know overseas too so and it was like oh this is this is fun you know do like a whole world tour and everything that's awesome man that's that's uh yeah so i saw you at the the agora in cleveland a few times as well uh and so yes maybe saw you 10 times i'm I'm not sure exactly but i i definitely was at plenty of shows and and had a, a great time and like you said like the banter on stage and the fun on stage was just uh what kept me coming back because as much as i love the music just the you guys put me in a great mood and it was just like being able to watch someone and like watch you guys not be afraid to do uh, a little banter on stage was great yeah. some bands were so like boring with it <laughs> that was i mean that was a fun event for us i don't know like like john and i you know we, we got along most of the time like we're you know we're good we're friends mm-hmm. we'd have our moments where we we would just butt heads and i can't even tell you why i don't even know if he could tell you why we just you know we're immature and we're yeah we're both lead you know singing lead and doing things like that and just we'd butt heads and stuff but whatever it was we'd hit that stage and we just had a chemistry it was just like he could say something i could respond mm-hmm. you know he, he i could go off on some tangent and you know dan and darren whatever we just musically follow along and that's what that's what was um it kept it fun for us too like we try and play a good show you know some nights are better than others right yeah um but it was the banter i think that probably kept i'd imagine kept a lot of people like coming back or enjoying it because you were never going to get the same show we weren't going to play the same same set list we'd i mean we were turning on a dime constantly i mean we're flying by the seat of our pants it's just but we knew we knew the music well enough and stuff that we could just sort of go this way go that way and oh let's just come back to this isn't it we haven't played that song in a couple months it's fine we'll just play it and yeah it sounds like we've been playing it already you know it's like yeah that's awesome we we, we had a chemistry had a chemistry definitely had the chemistry and then also the chemistry with the fans like I would go to your guys's like a uh, message board on a regular basis and like made friends with people online is like early social media where every, yeah. every day we'd go like through and, you know, discuss things and be like, Oh, this is coming out. And, and it wouldn't even just be about music. It'd be all, all sorts of topics, but it was just like that community and that fan base was uh, 
I don't know. It was just a lot of fun. So I appreciate all those memories and, and all that uh, entertainment you gave me over the years. And I'm yeah, really, man. I'm really My excited pleasure. for uh, Radical Radical. When Do you have a release date in mind? Uh, I've got, I'm going to be shooting a video at the end of this month. So we're in January, 2021. And uh, I'm, I'm looking to pretty for certain get the first single out at the end of February, probably like one of the last Fridays on February. Um, and then probably do another single or two with a video and, and then do like a summertime, like full length release. Great. So I'm just kind of, I'm just sort of slow rolling and letting people know who I am and, you know, making those connections and then just sort of building upon hopefully some momentum and just seeing what's, what happens, you know? And the, the, uh, Instagram to get all that information, you're at Adam Lorbach on, uh, Instagram and then the is it radical radical music music on uh Instagram yeah as radical. Well yep and that's where i spend most of my time radical radical music yeah so check that out follow it if you are into pop punk uh go back and listen to the homegrown stuff uh get familiar with all that stuff uh and then and then check out the the new releases that he's got coming out later this year uh adam thanks so much for being on the bill squire show absolutely man it's um, thanks for asking me, man this is a great conversation it was really yeah. good is the Bill Squire Show. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.